Collins is next. Hello, everyone. Welcome once again to Fun Point, a podcast where two friends force each other to listen to new music. I'm Eddie Colazzo, and with me as always is Brooks Ogles. Hello. Welcome. Welcome. In English. Here, here to India, where we are, with the four <laughs> right. Beatles. We, I feel like we have to set like a limit on how many times we say great record on this one. Great record. Great record. Great watch, record. Watch, everyone watch um, Walk Hard, the Dewey Cox story. Five stars from both hosts of this yeah, podcast that you're listening to. It's it's pretty good. The music is actually good. It completely killed the like lazy music biopic until the bad Freddie Mercury one came out. Mm-hmm. So like we had like a good seven or eight years where there was no like, oh I'm, uh, I'm I feel like I want to hold a girl's hand. Ooh, I'm gonna write that down, and that's how the yeah. song was born. Uh, let me reminisce on my life and the moments which led me to this. Yeah, you know, monumental performance that I'm about to do on stage. Paul, I'm going to break up with the Beatles, and if you don't like that, you're just going to have to let it be. I'm John Lennon. Let oh, I'm going to write that down. I think I'll write that down. I'm Paul McCartney of the Beatles. Mm. Uh, Whoa, so. Lucille Ball is in that uh, dirigible up in the sky <laughs> in her in her finery. Lucille, Lucille Ball, get out of that dirigible right now. <laughs> you're, you're, you're dropping your diamonds from the sky, Lucy. <laughs> uh, what did you think of Paul and the Beatles, Abbott and Costello Road? Uh-huh, Abbott, uh, it's really sad because, you know, it's the one where uh, Paul is showing feet because mm-hmm. to indicate that he's dead. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> so that's like that was always sort of put a pall over the whole thing for me. Uh-huh. Um, because but, he died during the recording of the Yeah, album. he's a dead man, miss him, miss him. You know, that. <laughs> yeah. that's how it sounds when you put it backwards. It's pretty scary. I enjoyed it yeah. front ways, though. I did. I, you know, I liked it. I kind of get it. listening to it. Yeah, I think I understand. Because when, um, you, when you go online now, it's just sort of a whichever day of the week it is. You, it, people are either like being very anti-Beatles or very anti-anti-Beatles. Mm-hmm. And... You know, I, I, I'm just, I'm easy to please. So I'm, if, if people are dunking on the Beatles for, you know, singing Bit Bop Friend Time for 20 years and being treated like the greatest artists of all time, like, I'll click like on that. But if it's also yeah. like, but Octopus's Garden is fun, I'll also click like on that. I'll also, yeah, I definitely, I, 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 I think the reason, I never really had anything like particular, I wasn't one of those people posting online that I hated the Beatles. I just never listened to them. Because I think at the like age when I was like, I'm going to get into music now, and all you could do is go on LimeWire and download shit, and the Beatles had like 15 albums, so I was like, I can't do this. Right, like, right. I'm going to get so many viruses trying to download this song that's called Monkey Finger, so <laughs> like I'm not going to do that. I'm going to listen. I'm going to listen to Pantera, who is unproblematic. See, instead. I was the opposite because I um. You might be wondering, like, why is your Twitter locked now? And the main reason is because there's so many tweets from me from, like, 2009. And I was trying to, I tried to dig up some so that I could, like, talk about them on the podcast. But they're all so fucking awful mm-hmm. of just, like, not, we're not talking cancelable shit. I'm, I've always been nice. But just, mm-hmm. like, just 16-year-old classic rock old soul shit. Yeah. Where it's, like... Like they don't so, make them like candle in the wind anymore. It's it was me seriously saying like I've been listening to the Beatles and Bob Dylan all day, but most people think like fifty years from now, do you think you'll be your kids will be asking you about Lady Gaga? Yeah, you think you think they're going to be wearing apple bottom jeans fifty years from now? 
(laughs) Certainly not. They're going to be walking barefoot across Abbey Road. So that's why my Twitter's locked, so you can't search for those (laughs) shitty old tweets. I want to say the the walking across Abbey, you know, I'm I'm no um, John Lemon's defender. No, I know that about you, yeah. His fit on the, he has the best fit on the album cover. Let me look at. Like, easy. Paul is wearing some fucking MC Hammer. It it looks like funeral garb. It's, yeah, he's going to his funeral. Yeah, and his feeties Um, are out. He got yeah, John. Out. John's got the yeah. Fucking George Harrison looks like he's going to the fucking mechanic. Not good. Y- yeah, um, and Ringo just kind of went along with what everyone else was doing. So he just he just like borrowed his dad's suit. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. but yeah, he you could put John Lennon next to like uh, Harry and Lloyd and Tum and Tummer, and they would all three look and great. Just just be killing it. Yeah. Um. Anyway, uh, let's let's start with the, the first song on the albums come together uh the, the one good way to start the album right because the song is yeah these motherfuckers are saying he got walrus gumboot so <laughs> like we really got it let's let's finally get to the bottom of this listen i know there you know we got a lot a lot of our listenership is decidedly you know anti-john for good reason but you gotta give it up to him for starting this album with him saying "shoot me" over and over, yeah. and over again. Very cool, <laughs> he, bro. They will never shoot me. Yeah, what are you gonna do? Stab me? Yeah. Like, <laughs> album opener. I honestly, I never even realized that he was saying that. I just thought they were mm-hmm. going like doom, 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 doom. Like I never thought that it was actually. But I, I always thought that that was the thing. It's like, oh, if you if you listen closely at a certain like decibel level, you can hear someone right, saying if you, shoot me, and it's eerie. But no, he's just saying it. <laughs> yeah, you think, uh, the, the the mass murderer Helter Skelter man thought that it was mm-hmm. saying shoot me, and it's like, no, I was saying it. But it's also a reference to the drug of heroin, wasn't it? It's it's, it's talking about heroin, I'm John Lennon. These lines, shoot me, shoot me, shoot me, shoot me, became part of a Paul is dead conspiracy, with some with some purporting that the voice is actually the fake McCartney asking to be shot, according to Jim. Like, this is what? the thing that gets me so, like, not even, I understand why people fall into fucking wild conspiracy theories and shit like that. But it's like, if this was true, where, you know, the most famous band in the world had one of their guys die and secretly replaced him, why would they put fucking clues about it in their album? Yeah, that's always the thing that breaks the thing. Like, why? For what purpose? What do they have to gain by doing that? But I, I don't... They're, they're, they're all the Riddler. They enjoy the game, the cat and mouse. Exactly. They'll, they'll never realize this one. I'm George for this yeah. segment. Uh, I'm Jay-Z and I'm making a triangle with my hands. They'll never know what this means. If you notice, if you notice my guitar was gently weeping while I played the chords D-E-A-D for Paul. Oh my. <laughs> Cracking, isn't it? I'm George Harrison of the Beatles. The thing is, though, I think the thing was that Paul died in like a car accident. And I kind of feel mm. like that should have been happening a lot more in the 60s. Oh, yeah, definitely. Like you look like at the just, look at the cars in the Abbey Road cover. Like you're not sur- you're not surviving a fender fender in those motherfuckers. Yeah, Hot Wheels would not be satisfied with that kind of. No, it's so. not aerodynamic at all. Yeah, so when you put the fucking Queen of England in one, you know. Yeah, it, be there, it's all the or fucking don't. Elon Musk steel truck. Yeah, <laughs> like they're all just coffins that you would travel around in, which is a reference. That's why it's in the background because it's right next to Paul because he's in the coffin. He died. Um, I do want to say every like. Between uh, Come Together and um, Under Pressure are like the two bass lines that everyone learns first because sure. they sound good and they're pretty easy to play. Um, 
it does it does go hard so this this base goes hard um i agree can we can we do a little something something fun for this track we all know come together um yeah. tag yourself from the lyrics which sure yeah one are, which one are you here's my um, thing I'm, I'm i'm immediately drawn to he shoot coca-cola because it reminds me of joseph joestar in part two okay because he does give the cops a bit of the monkey finger yeah a little bit what are you th- are you um are you bagging production <laughs> No, I'm. Um, I have to be good looking because I'm so hard to see. Oh, um, so true. But that's that's because of my height. Like, you need to look at a certain angle in order to to glimpse my visit. I think I'd so. like to be he say one and one and one is three because I'm kind of the smart guy. Like I'm sort I of. I thought you. I thought you were gonna be a joker because you do what you please. Th- that's. I think that's more aspirational. Okay. Yeah, we haven't reached. <laughs> Once uh, I once I finish grad school, I will become the Joker. But for now, I'm simply yeah, saying, right, like, check right out this now, math problem. Right now, I'm so hard to see, but I really would love to be Walrus Gumboot one day. Yeah. Like, <laughs> calling, that's my aspiration. They're calling me Walrus Gumboot. Yeah. Nothing better than that. Hey, man, did you know um, what he bag production means? No, let's find out together. Because I hear that, and I think, you know, it's probably like a drug reference, because that was going on in the 60s at the oh time. Oh, my God. Like, see, before I was like, you know, some some of John Lennon's songs in here are all right. And then I read about this, and now he deserved it again. It's so, it's so bad, dude. It sucks. <laughs> so so bag production refers to John and Yoko's theory of bagism. That uh-huh. is, if everyone was in a large bag that covered their features, there would be no sexism, racism, or prejudice. <laughs> You solved it. You did it, John Lemon. <laughs> Thank you. That rocks, dude. That's Why so you good. should listen, you should run for politics. Yeah. Like, you should really get that on there. He was out there saying if everybody dressed up like the clan, then it would be what? Um I, I also want to clearly say this is a pro Yoko Ono um podcast. Sure. Because from what I recognize, she was just kind of there. Like, she was yeah, I think she was out. just being a woman in the 60s. Yeah, she was just alive and around four men, um, which means that everyone for like a period of 50 years had to despise her. Right. It's like how everybody's mad at Miranda Cosgrove for breaking up Drake and Josh. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah, like it's yeah. not her fault, but it's like, oh, Megan, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway. Another thing that I like about see when you assigned me this this album, I was like, fuck, it's so rich and deep and textured. I'm not going to know what these songs mean. Oh, wait, mm-hmm. everybody knows about Abbey Road. So the genius pages are going to be popping. Mm-hmm. Nobody knows what this song is about. Yeah, it's everybody's it's throwing bunch. up spaghetti on the wall. They're like, oh, they probably just saw a guy outside the studio. Uh, John Lennon said, so here, some more of the genius of his time. The thing was created in the studio. It's gobbledygook. So. Great. It's just whatever. You could just say whatever and start your, you know, farewell album with it. And yeah, you could, you could, you could have more money than God and you could just write a song that was jumbled together, Reddit two sentence horror stories. Uh, so I, I do want to clarify, not everyone can, can just do that. You, one, you have to have more money than God and be more popular than Jesus and also, also go doom, 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 and then like you're able to do it. All right. But like, yeah, the, the little the basic little riff that happens at the end when John or whoever is like, right, is it's kind of a funky little riff. I like it. Yeah. Uh, let's go on to track two, Something. This is a Harrison joint, isn't it? It's a little this Justin a, Long on the ones and twos. This, this is, yeah, this is, you can tell it's a George Harrison joint because you kind of like want to go to sleep a little bit. Like, listen, it's, 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 it's been long enough. We can admit it. Those songs make you a little <laughs> sleepy. <laughs> they make you go a little bit night night, 
they make you go a little sleepy time tea. But yeah, but we, um, well, we respect him because he popularized being horny, which is which was a really niche interest at the time in the sixties. But yeah, he yeah, was yeah. like, "What if I wrote a song about wanting to smash?" Mm-hmm. Um, who? Let's okay. So this is about a par- Patty Boyd, who is um, I, I'm not familiar with Patty Boyd, woman in the sixties. This was like the hottest woman to ever live in the sixties. Sure, like this was Vanessa Kensington know. from Austin Powers. Yes, of course. <laughs> you know, you know a thing that um. Maybe we'll get into it later, but just dropping it now. One of um, George Harrison's good, close personal friends. Who? Um, <laughs> another guitar player who we could say has some. Uh... Oh, I say, yeah, a, a friend, a friend of Eric, <laughs> I, from what I remember. Yeah, yeah, close friends with Mr. Eric Clapton. Uh, you know, Eric so... Clapton was so mad that he does not feature in Walk Hard, the Dewey Cox story. Yeah, yeah, he, he's like, uh, I um... was also there in India. I was I was snubbed. I was in India too. Would you like to hear my anti-lockdown COVID song? Yeah, that that. <laughs> uh, yeah, forty. You're, you guys aren't gonna get this, but fifty years from now, your kids are gonna love it. <laughs> I like. There was no. Uh, we know there was no lockdown anywhere in the United States that could mm. that should be considered a lockdown. But like, nobody was less locked down at any point <laughs> than Eric Clapton. Yeah. Like, there's oh, no yeah, fucking way. Sure. Absolutely not. Oh, he was like the he was like the only person on tour for, for between yeah he like, was like oh i haven't sold out madison square garden for some reason it must be the lockdown must be the yeah must be the lockdown again oh, every man. year with these lockdowns enough damn um so this this song's about george and his his love growing he lo- yeah he loves to get sexual with his wife um mm-hmm. respect did you know that the yeah. song's lyrics took some time to work out uh, Lennon advised Harrison to just use whatever popped into his head, resulting in a temporary alternate second line, attracts me like a cauliflower. All right. Um... That's, bro, you could be so fucking random in the 60s, dude. You, <laughs> you could, could just, and, and, and it would be like, you know, fucking Rolling Stone would be like, this is because the, the woman of his desires is giving him nutrition like a vegetable. <laughs> Yeah, it would be. Like, yeah, he, his, it he, he met his wife outside of Leicester Square, which had a cauliflower stand, famously. Yeah, there was a cauliflower stand when when he went into into Greg's. It's it, because when when they met, he called her a flower. Yeah, and it's a reference. Also, this is just fucking nuts because he said when I wrote this song in my mind, Ray Charles was singing it. <laughs> what? <laughs> huh? All right, they're calling me the White Ray Charles, I guess. You've you've heard of fantasy booking wrestling? Well, yeah. Now I'm fantasy booking the Beatles Abbey Road featuring Ray Charles. That would be that would be great. I, I they, they, it's not because they were like, oh, um, you know, we don't we don't have features because it's the '60s. It was like anyone who ever guested with them would be become an honorary Beatle, like the Globetrotters, right? And they're like, no, this has to be an elite group of four. For guys who talk like this, you know that was there's. I don't want to get too ahead of ourselves, but in the next song, there's some controversy over who actually made the the hammer bang sound effect mm-hmm. in the song. Maybe that was Ray. Maybe it was. Maybe Ray. they brought I mean, Ray I in really, just to do that. Be the hammer man is fine, but honestly, it's one of my skips. Like it's whatever. I have no strong feelings for about, or against. 
against something. Well, people are trying, you know, you you go to verse three and it's like something in the way she knows, you know, and people are trying to make sense of it. And like the one and only one genius user writes refers to a telepathic connection, question mark. And they got yes. they got downvoted. They, they, okay. Everybody's trying to sort of make sense of it, but it's everybody's feeling kind of sleepy. I I love my hot psychic wife. Like my... that's Um all right. Next we have Maxwell Silverhammer. Uh this is this is some clown shoe shit. Bro, like, but okay. So you're My fi- my honestly my I appreciated this song much more after learning about how much the rest of the band fucking hates it. That's so... also hilarious. But <laughs> yeah. I want you to t- I want to take you back to like you're in 8th grade and you're also your name is Brooks and you're me. And you're mm-hmm. you you're wearing your cargo shorts and your Legend of Zelda T-shirt, mm-hmm. and you're you're walking up to the girl table at the lunch at lunch, and you're being like, "Hey, guy, do you guys think cheerleading is a sport? I don't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you think cheerleading is a sport, you should think wrestling is a sport. Like in and <laughs> like that's okay. So that's you now. That's that's what uh-huh. you're doing in eighth grade. Okay. You don't know about Papa. You don't know about Megadeth. You don't know about any mm-hmm. of that. Mm-hmm. But you do watch like VH1's top 100 songs every single day after school. So you think you think the Beatles are good. And then your your other Beatles listening friend, he comes up to you and he's like, bro, I just found this Beatles song. It's so fucking funny. You got to check mm-hmm. this out. Mm-hmm. He, my friend showed me this song and why don't we do it in the road? And they were mm-hmm. like the most mind blowing shit I've ever heard in my life. Yeah. Uh-huh. Because you think of the Beatles and you think of something in the way she moves. And here they're mm. like, what if you killed a woman with a hammer? Guitar. Yeah. <laughs> I had a similar situation the first time hearing uh, Queen's Bohemian Rhapsody. Oh, yeah? Because I remember hearing, like, Scaramouche, Scaramouche, will you do the Fandango? And sure. It was the funniest shit I ever heard in my life. <laughs> so... <laughs> That would like twenty percent of Americans would kill you on the spot if you ever call, if, like if you ever said to their face that you find that song funny. I, I did when I was thirteen, bro. This shit is laughable to me. This shit is it's laughable. Me at the Adam Lambert Queen concert. I I see a little silhouette of a man. What the <laughs> fuck? No, you don't. Anyway, very confusing. Uh, um. So yeah, this is this is about uh. It's a little a jaunty little ditty about some dude who murders women with a hammer. So. That's cool. He kills a judge also. Mm-hmm. Okay, so yeah, direct. But also, you know, the thing that people point out in the comments, you know, it's Maxwell's hammer, but it might not have been him doing it. Yeah, it's 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 Maxwell's uh a hammer. It was a hammer involved incident. Maxwell was yeah, was kinetically discharged upon the cranium <laughs> of uh a person right. who received blunt trauma yeah. force to the head. A flesh-based organism. Yeah. <laughs> So every um, there's there's all kinds of quotes from every other Beatle that's not Paul being like John Lennon declared I hate it Ringo called uh-huh. it the worst session ever, uh-huh. and then Paul McCartney says they got annoyed because Paul, Maxwell Silverhammer took three days to record big deal big deal yeah <laughs> bye 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 like John every, John Lennon said uh, so it's so funny that like whenever they agreed like okay let's be credited as Lennon McCartney. <laughs> and on this one, he's like, no, that was entirely Paul. Like, I had nothing to do. He said he made us do it a hundred million times. Uh-huh. It's, <laughs> it's Yeah, he put guitar licks on it and had somebody hitting iron pieces. And we spent more money on that song than any of them. We spent the $50 album. million dollars getting Ray Charles to bang on a hammer twice. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm leaving the Beatles. <laughs> I'm leaving the, uh, and he said, Paul says it took three days. Big deal. 
<laughs> I'm the leader of the Beatles. I'm the leader of the Beatles. And then fucking like Paul's like, oh, the, 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 I don't really, you know, the it's not based on anything. It's just sort of a meta. Maxwell Silver Hammer is just sort of like a metaphor for sometimes in life things go wrong. And he says, we use we use it all the time. Yeah, sure, yeah. man. Every, all of the friends. Beatles are constantly saying, oh, man, I'm stuck in traffic. This is a huge Maxwell Silver Hammer. Yeah, me just out me of frame, making us me forcing us to do a new podcast called "Feed It to the Cows." And I'm like, we love it. We <laughs> yeah, always we're always it. Saying it. we're all saying it all the time. Also, um, the song doesn't make any fucking sense because I don't know how how old do you think Maxwell is? I I, I thought it goes like across his life. Okay, that makes but, more sense to me because at the beginning I, it's like he's young enough to have to write you know Bart Simpson shit on the board in detention. Yeah, but then uh, later he's like, I'm going to jail and picking up a woman to go see Taxi Driver at the movies. Yeah, I thought it it spans his life. So by the end of it, he's like he's super old. He's so like he's 24. he's just an absolute mad lad who's just doing this exactly. over a period of fifty years. Yeah, 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 yeah. Damn. Um, yeah, he does you know kill a judge in it, so it's like. So let's, okay, so we're about a sixth of the way through the album. Let's mm-hmm. recap. So we have Come Together, which is about uh, just sort Shooting of gobbledygook. Something, uh-huh. which is about, you know, righteously plowing your wife. And then uh-huh. three is about a little boy who kills people with a hammer. Mm-hmm. Yes. Pretty good so far. Well, I enjoy, I enjoy well, it. Next, next we have Oh Darling. Oh, that's a darling. Uh, this song's about Kay. So yeah. we can just move on to the next one. So true. Uh, no. <laughs> I wasn't expecting to hear some like you know, kind of soulful. Like, McCartney got pipes a little bit. He he kind of he kind of lets it rip a little bit on this one. Uh, I wasn't. Uh, believe me, I'll never do you harm. Literally following the song about murdering women with a hammer. Yeah, so. that was that was. Okay, sounds Paul like explains that was say. me being Slim Shady. <laughs> yes, Slim Silver Hammer uh-huh. was uh, the working title. Yeah. So apparently, due to the intense and potentially painful nature of the vocals, McCartney would make an attempt at this vocal ev- every day for several days until finally getting the achieved result. Like, I love him waking up at 6 a.m. getting to the studio and just banging out like, oh, darling. Oh, darling. No, that's not it. it. Was, I'll, I'll be back if, tomorrow. If if he made the song now, he every day when he woke up, he could have just went, Wah! but that didn't exist yet. So that's right. Yeah. He kind of had to. Music was so much harder back then because they didn't know about rap rock. They didn't know, yeah, they, they didn't know about new men. They didn't know they about didn't my Dragula, Bawit Daba. They didn't know any of it. <laughs> yeah. So sad. Any of that. It was just totally lost to they them. They will never dig through the ditches. <laughs> yeah. So uh, whatever. This is apparently about John wanting to leave the band. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, you think it's about a, a romantic relationship, but it's saying, John Lemons, please, I need you to make more <laughs> Maxwell Silver Hammers. I mean, no. no, it's not because he needed, he needed his new, like, he needed, um, you know, collaborative effort from John Lemons is because he knew without John, he would only produce Maxwell Silver Hammers. And he's like, yeah. I, I need him to like ring. I need, in. I need your like, dark philosophy yeah. about like, what if we closed our eyes, then racism would go away. <laughs> yeah. Why, why are you, why are you so uh, twisted when I'm so whimsical and impish? Yeah. Like that's, you know, anyways, don't look up certain that. quotes that I've made about women and their position in the world. Yeah. Please do not here in India. Don't do that. Don't do that. Or anywhere. Damn, John Lennon doesn't know what Google is. Owned. Owned. Well, if he did, he would have known how does John Lennon die, and then he would have right. been, been able to kind of subvert that. So, mm-hmm. his his loss. <laughs> he could Yeah, where was John Lennon? Which street was John Lennon killed on? Oh, I'm going to avoid <laughs> that one. 
<laughs> yeah, doing doing autofill and typing in. I want. Let's see what the internet says about me. And then you look it up, and autofills John Lennon died here, shot with gun. You're yeah. Like, hmm. Uh, for a while, uh, my lovely fans, I'm only going to be doing uh, specific meet and greets where you have to submit your name earlier. Uh, I'm, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. checking to see if any of you are Mark David Chapman. Uh, yeah. But anyone else, I'm happy to meet. Um, yeah, so this this is about um, don't let me down, I'll never harm you, and so on. Here's my, fu- here's my one critique about the Beatles. Mm-hmm. I have no fucking ear for who's singing what song, and I have to fucking look at it I all think time. I kind of... Like I, I think I do it by um, like you can like you know subject when it's matter, Ringo. Ringo. You know it's Ringo. Yeah. Um, George, you know because it puts you to sleep, and I feel like um, I could kind of tell the difference between um, Paul and John. I'm getting better at it through the last two weeks, yeah. but I because I'm realizing that like I don't think of the Beatles as a band with multiple singers, even though they're clearly songs sung by different like the the mccartney voice is the beatles voice to me yeah that's just that's just like standard beatles voice and then there's like there's but there's a voice that paul mccartney does sometimes that i've always thought was somebody else but it turned like when he when he sings lady madonna and he's like lady madonna you know the that song (laughs) yeah uh like i I always i'm always like oh that must be john that must be somebody else but that's just him doing a, a sort of silly voice it's just, yeah, he's doing a... So I, um, I guess that quote, makes me a McCartney quote, guy. Quote from John Lemons in Playboy magazine, 1980. Oh, Darling was a great one of Paul's that he didn't sing too well. I always thought that I could have done it better. <laughs> like, it was more my style than his. He wrote it, so what the hell? He's gonna sing it. <laughs> just fucking whatever. The biggest asshole in the world. <laughs> Enough. Yeah, okay, you work with someone for fucking 15 years, and then they do one Maxwell Silverhammer and that. This is also like, like okay. they didn't have, like, private Twitter yet. Like yeah, that would have yeah, just yeah, been yeah. John Lennon just constantly leaving the session and just and just complaining on his private Tumblr account. Yeah, going they didn't have any, so you just had to go on the interview circuit and be like, and I think he was ugly. Yeah, being like, you know, some people, even though they write songs, doesn't mean they can sing them. Yeah, something like that. Um, let's go on to the next song, which is Octopus's Garden. Yeah, let's do a silly one, lads. The like it it is it's silly, but what the riff kind of goes. I listen if there's one song that I'm like okay I have three minutes to listen to an Abbey Road song I'm probably picking Octopus's Garden it's fun I'd like to be yeah and Ringo's making his funny voice it's fun Ringo's yeah and oh this is probably you know the Beatles they did so much LSD and drugs I bet this is a a psychedelic trip and it's supposed to no Ringo saw I saw an octopus (laughs) and and that was it I felt very sad and then I saw an octopus didn't I yeah, and and then he said, "I think I'll write a song about it," and it's about h- hanging out with your octopus friends. So, Star ordered fish and chips, but a mis- the waiter mistakenly gave him squid, a first time for him, and he said it was okay, a bit rubbery, tasted like chicken. The captain went on to tell Star about how octopuses travel along the seabed, picking up stones and create gardens with them. Bro, do not Dewey tell Cox me. Moment. Do not tell me about number one. Dewey Cox moment. Number two. Do not like feed me a meal of a meat and then tell me about the animal's rich fulfilling life while, while I'm yeah about it. their intellectual capabilities and their yeah, it's like, oh yeah they can like... play chess and feel grief like shut up dude. <laughs> yeah. I'm to fucking eat hey, bro i just had some fucking katamari yeah, yeah pigs pig, pigs make pigs remember their owners and make friends shut up dude <laughs> yeah okay thank you i'm gonna remember that forever i guess that's what Bye. you had to deal with in restaurants before you could just be on your phone like the chef would just come yeah. out and just tell you shit yeah, Awful. Like, this one had this one had a large extended family. Ringo, enjoy. Yeah. Have you seen my octopus teacher? It's a wonderful documentary. 
Um, I, I, you know, I like that they, they were like, okay, Ringo, sure, get your silly song about an octopus. And it's just like the nicest, most pleasant song that ever it's fun and yeah because it's it's like all the other songs are like it's this is my song called sadness i'm george harrison and it's all sadness it sucks to be down like that's all of his songs and john lennon is just like here's six words i'm gonna repeat it but like Mm -hmm. ringo has like it's a little it's a little it's got subtext you know because it's it's him Uh being like i want to get away i want to fly and then by the end of the song it's like i want to i want to get away but i want to go with you though I want to go with you. Because it's about having friends an and being a nice I octopus. Want to, I, I want to be the octopus that I just killed to eat. And I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of slip into that octo- octopi's life and take all of their friends and Right. And and you know. I'm gonna pull a Yoshikage Kira on this octopus. <laughs> is what Ringo said. Something that so we talked we've talked about how the song is sort of like jaunty and fun and silly. I mm. ki- put your put your kids to bed for this thought. This is an adult style thought. I was like imagining like a couple listening to this album in the 60s they're gonna be like they hear like oh darling and they're like oh that's like a that's like a sexual song that mm-hmm. like we should listen to that during during our nighttime but it's like the what the the beatles trick for that is they sandwich that song fucking between maxwell's silver hammer and octopus's yeah. garden so it's uh-huh. like you have like a three minute window uh-huh. to listen to oh darling and uh-huh. uh, unfortunately if you don't wrap things up by then she got in the town when i was born sorry yeah. too late. <laughs> yeah. uh ma- masterwork of it, very important always to know where you're putting your track so yeah, yeah. they're trying they're, they, were, they were being very sex negative yeah they pioneered that the strategy mm-hmm. uh speaking of me being very sex negative next song <laughs> we have here is i want you she's so heavy <laughs> zero annotations on this one f in the chat for john that is in the chat bro you can't put out a song on the beatles most famous record and have zero annotations nobody even tries i want you she's so heavy is one of the last songs the beatles ever recorded yeah because they were like we lost it i can guess why um so uh yeah it (laughs) what is it John, John Lemon's getting mad about people saying he lost his talent for lyrics, and he's like, all I needed to say was, I want you so bad. Here's my this, thing. The song required over 30 takes. And it's also... 18 hours of this fucking song. Not good. <laughs> yeah. Like, okay, so Lennon wrote the lyrics for Yoko, according to the Beatles Bible website, of which I am a mod. It was uh. a <laughs> It was a direct outpouring of his all-consuming love. Though it ultimately consists of a mere 14 words. Hey, John, why are you secretly putting only 14 words in your song? Is there something yeah, John, Is there something about 14 words that's interesting to weird. you? Yeah, and how many how many hours did it take to record it? Oh, 88? Wow. Yeah, weird. Weird that it took so long that's to crazy. record that. Uh, yeah, that's wild. I can't believe you did that. So about the, the 30, it's just him fucking being, oh, she's so heavy for fucking 18 minutes and Bob Dylan voice. Like, I feel like I can listen to two minutes of it, and then, like, okay. Yeah, I don't even dislike the rhythm of it or anything. It's just, mm-hmm. like, I would rather go back to the octopus's garden if it's gonna... Yeah, I will easily take three octopus's gardens before I take one She's So Heavy, I Want You. So, when so. this was when the song was requiring over 30 takes, I don't know if you saw this, but... So, the, the studio was next to a residential district, and the police received a noise complaint and came knocking at the door, which gave, gave giving the frustrated artists inside one last chance to stick the landing. And I was just wondering, like, imagine it's you're in 1969 in London, outside Trident Studios. How long would you let it go on before calling a noise complaint on the Beatles? I mean, if I was, a, like, a British 
person in 1969 nice immediately. Like, really? As soon as I heard, as soon as I heard a bass drum, I'm like, something's going on next door. You know, like, <laughs> and you, I'm worried. And from what I know now, British people love nothing more than calling the cops on their neighbors. So. That's true. That's yeah. I didn't. I didn't take into account that you would be British in the situation. Yeah. So like, it's kind of built into the national kind of identity. Because you that. see, I was thinking like. You know, to me, this would be like I was uh, I was like a 16 year old as like the Chili Peppers were recording Give It Away. It's like I wouldn't want to be the guy that's like, oh, that tune's rocking. Like, yeah, yeah. but you, you got to keep it down. I got work. I would, I would want to be the cool guy that's like, no, nah, play this, on, brothers. This is actually, this, this is actually the revised story is that someone called the cops because they were rocking too hard. But what someone originally said is, please tell those kids next door to stop practicing. I need to sleep. <laughs> And that was like too devastating for the Beatles to deal with. So they said, "Oh, the cops had to shut it down because it was too too rocking." Yeah, we're trying. <laughs> hey, come on, we're trying to listen to Pet Sounds over here. Yeah, yeah. Jesus Christ! I shut have that Pet off. Sounds on vinyl, and I can't hear shit. <laughs> I'm trying to have sex with my wife to Pet Sounds, and John Lennon's like, yeah. "No." I'm trying to. Hey, I'm trying to play my classic like the Big Bopper over here, and he's fucking <laughs> fucking nerds next door. Keep playing the same riff over and over again. Bro, it's, it's like, I. it's so hard when, like, I, I hear from my neighbor's apartment, I hear, hey there, baby, because I know for the next fucking hour I'm just going to be hearing it. Um, see, and, and I feel like, you know, you see a song is, is seven minutes long, feels like an and hour. And I say, and great. And you're like, Eddie's probably going to like this one. Um, That's true. It's generally, it, yeah. It, it's, it's because I like pr- progressive rock, right? But This like, does not progress. It does not progress. There are no movements. There are no changes. It's kind of the same thing for seven and a half minutes. Even if it was like, like this song would be so, okay, I'm Rick Rubin. I'm in the studio and I'm a British yeah. and I'm with the Beatles in 1969. Mm-hmm. I would be like, boys, this is a rip a song. But what if we, uh, what if we added a little metatextual narrative where it was like, you met like an old man who was like, uh, he, he told me, I want you. She's so heavy. Like that would mm-hmm. be like a whole more interesting thing. I thought you were going to say, what if an old man gave you a haunted Beach Boys record and you played it and then Brian Wilson came out and killed you? Yeah, I think like, that'd be that'd be better, too. Yeah, that'd be pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be pretty sick. Um, did you just because I remembered to finally um, look and, and check it out. Did you see who was the producer on this album? Rick Rubin. Uh, George Martin. Yeah, I I know that he he died sometime in the last couple of years and that uh. gave me a very selfish fright. Uh huh. Not to be not not, not, not to be not posting to be the disrespectful Denzel image when he died. Yeah. But uh huh. Different different George. But yeah, when I did not, see George Martin first. died at age eighty five, I was like, uh, uh oh boy. Uh huh. Anyway, up next we have "Here Comes the Sun." Doodle doo Can I hit you with something controversial? Yeah. Uh huh. Skip. Yeah, it's it's a little like uh i i feel like going into it i was like whatever here comes the sun is fine it's a nice little acoustic guitar but as i learned more about it i was like enough yeah and i I remember like when beatles rock band came out they were using the here comes the sun like motif for most of Mm. the advertising and i was like what if Mm. what a fucking miss bro like i just Mm. i don't know it's very it's very on the nose in a way that and I, i i can even get with like the early beatles where it's like it's a song about holding a girl's hand and how you want to do it but I don't know. This one's by, just like it's like Pharrell happy for the '60s. By mentioning Beatles, you just granted me a vision. Literally, the like the night that I would meet Kim, mm-hmm. uh, Chris was over at my house and we were playing Beatles Rock Band and we were playing Octopus's Garden and he was like screeching it so high that my dad had to come in and be like, "Hey, can you boys keep it down, please?" <laughs> wow. We were, like, 
<laughs> I forgot that your dad was also in Liverpool in 1969. Yeah, he called the cops on me. He's like, he's, he he's, never the, go he's the Forrest Gump of telling bands to quiet down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was the babysitter in like the fight for your right to party music video. <laughs> um yeah this song is about um when the sun comes out yeah it's it's easy to tell i was like learning what george harrison sounds like and you can tell it's him because number one it's like a song about like i love to fuck my girlfriend but like Mm -hmm. he's also he sounds a little bit like small and devious yeah when he sings here comes the sun do 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 like it's very he's saying he's saying here comes the sun because he's actually a demon and he has to retreat yeah like he's turning he's reverting to his gargoyle form yeah, yeah. Until the he sun to, sets again. He has, to, he has to perch upon a cathedral till the next yeah. the next nightfall. <laughs> He's uh, singing to Pazuzu. Yeah. But don't worry, because um, other Beatles get scary songs as well coming up. Yeah, don't worry about it. Um, and especially because Eric Clapton had a hand in this one. <laughs> right. Um, so that doesn't really, you know. But it's it's fine. It's whatever. Um, it's George. So fuck him. We hate George. <laughs> We love Justin Long, though. Got to give it up yeah, for we Justin. Yeah, love, love Just, we love when Justin Long's guitar quietly whimpers, but other than mm-hmm. that, we have no appreciation for George. Um, Because? This is John this is kind another, of being a little... This is, this is John Lennon, and he gets a big boner when he looks at the sky. Yeah, that, oh, that's, that's the thing, where it's... I Like, John, I feel like, has the reputation... I guess Paul, too, but, like, I, in my milieu, I feel like John is, like, he's, like, the deep songwriter guy. Yeah, he's the he like he's he's the real deep thinker, and it's like, hey John, it's 1969. Do you want to write an admired environmental anthem? And his song is just like, the world has a big ass that I love. I I get a sexy blowjob from the wind. Cool. Yeah, love is old, love is new, love is all, love is you. Uh, Damn, uh, uh, they uh, used uh. to really fuck it. Ah <laughs> uh, ah uh, ah uh, ah. Uh. Yeah. toasty. Great, John. You got it in one. Uh, because the sky is blue, it makes me cry. Because the sky is blue. Damn, son, where'd you find this? And it's like Ringo has the reputation for being the shitty songwriter when he's like, do you want to, like, he's, he shows up and he's like, under the sea. And it's like, that's the yeah, best song on the least, album. At least Ringo's song told, like, a cohesive narrative. Yeah, like, like Ringo could have, <laughs> like, if he was John Lennon, his song would have just been like, I'm sad on a boat. <laughs> yeah. And that song sucks. Yeah, because the boat is is wide, <laughs> I miss my wife. Like... <laughs> That would be the John Lennon version of uh-huh. Octopus's Garden. Man, uh, I really don't like John Lennon. <laughs> uh, yeah, fuck him. I, I, I really don't. Whatever I, whatever I said at the start, I'm, I'm now taking back any previous good... His fit on the cover is immaculate, but other than that, nothing but disdain for the man. Yeah, I... And... Th- Here's what I'll say on a positive note about the song. I like. Also, that it... I think I think I would look good if I wore like t- like small circular glasses, and now I can't do that because John Lennon did it. That's so. true. Yeah. Um, I, it's kind of cool that the song starts with the like "I want you" like motif thing. Mm-hmm. It's like it's because you know it's if that's another John one, so it's like his version of saying "Day Trip" took it to ten. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> it's like his yeah. young Metro. Uh huh. So that was that was uh-huh. like I felt like I was getting a deeper Abbey Road understanding because I was actually paying attention to the music for the first time in my life. Um, before we let's finish up finish up side A with "You Never Give Me Your Money." Which is um, the the title that was the funniest to me? Yeah, I think so. Um, this this is a Paul joint, right? Uh, I think it's late. That's that's a, a big problem. Yeah, vocals Paul. Okay, uh, ri- written by Lennon McCartney. Yeah, all of them say Lennon, but uh, Paul on the, any listen. Sorry, I don't. 
the, the Paul songs are good. Like, most of them are good. Yeah. I have my issues with Maxwell Silverhammer, but otherwise, I w- I'm taking Paul over. I Johnny feel like Paul Day. McCartney did this genius page because it, it says written by Lennon McCartney and Paul McCartney. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, doubling up there. Yeah. You only give me your funny paper. That's what that's what happens when all I do, I only send you the Patreon receipt. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no money, but here's the funny paper. And it's just a list of patron names. Yeah, that is funny. I will <laughs> I will say, so I was listening to this and I and I was like, I'm really thankful for like the funny voiced guy who shows up in verse three and gives the song some energy, and that's why I realized college, that, oh that's also money spent. At a college, money spent. See, like it's so fun. I love that voice. Oh the money's gone, oh where to go. <laughs> that's why, uh, yeah, he I says guess he says Laurie. He says Laurie in this one. He so does say you know Laurie, yeah. Now. In the Queen's England. Yeah, they definitely, like, want to... They're definitely sexually attracted to the Queen. Oh, oh, I wonder if there's any textual evidence for that. Yeah, that's... But yeah, he he puts on the Lady Madonna voice, which is great. Um, Because prior to verse 3, I don't know how any... Even the most, like, Beatlemania person could ever care about the subject matter of this song. Yeah. Like, I don't don't care about how poor Paul McCartney thinks he is. Yeah. The lyrics, I don't fuck care about, but the the melody is really good. And when I heard it again later on the album, I said, that's you never give me your money. Yeah, it's cool. And I know it's like, it's not, he's not talking about the fans. He's talking about, like, his his evil record executives or whatever. Mm -hmm. But... It's like, okay, so Spider-Man's been out for a while. I'm not going to spoil Spider-Man other to say other than to say one minor plot point. There's uh-huh. a point in Spider-Man where Spider-Man says, I'm broke. Tom Holland uh-huh. Spider-Man says, I'm broke. And that's a central problem of the movie. Mm. And it's like, no, you're not. You're Spider-Man. Like, you can go yeah. you can go do a Vanity Fair interview and get one jillion dollars. Yeah, yeah. In, in your case, it's more of a choice thing rather than, a, you know... Like, the situation that has been put upon you. Yeah. And By the time we've reached the third Spider-Man 3, it's kind yeah. of... Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's that's more... Of, there there are options you can have yeah. at that point. I will also say that Spider-Man uh, was a pretty good movie. Thank you. Okay, thank Jake you. Jake Hall was in it. Anyways. Um, again, complaint. End of the song with the, the fucking... One, two, the three, Yankee five, Doodle seven. fucking Yankee ring around Doodle, the rosy shit. Camp Town Races, row, row, row your boat type shit. But hey, Charles Manson thought it was really deep. So yeah, some more great shit from the Beatles. Uh, <laughs> you know, kind of inspire that. You know, it's good mm. when like you're just but fucking. Oh, I, it's a nursery rhyme. I remember. I am a hypocrite though, because if like Papa said this, I'd be marking out. Oh like, yeah, uh, it'd be like that's that's such a great inversion. Uh, yeah, it's a dark inversion of a child's. You know, when Papa was in middle school, he was like, "Did you know that Ring Around the Rosie was about the Black Plague?" I'm Papa. Uh, literally, um prequel that album starts with like <laughs> evil children singing ring around the rosy so <laughs> let's go yeah and, and this this song is called ashes and then it goes into rats so that's pretty good yeah but it's like darkness and twisted damn you got papa you know him well yeah i like him out <laughs> of college money spent money spent and i say to myself what a wonderful world you know, hey, we really wanted Ray Charles to sing out but uh, we settled for the next best thing. We got Louis Armstrong in here. Yeah. So, Jeepers yeah, Creepers, I, I where'd I, you get that hammer? I think it. I think it worked out quite well. Anyway, uh, let's check out the Patreon. dot com slash Post Gamer Thrones. Or if you like, you can donate to us. Uh, One dollar a month, you get all of our bonus content. 
including the podcasts that we do that are in theory about Metal Gear Solid and I think Kim said she wanted to watch some new Maggie Gyllenhaal movie later. Oh, it's uh, so. Lost Daughter. It has Oscar buzz. Oh, it's got Olivia Colman in it. Is, or is it on the the watch list? But you haven't. It's on. I haven't seen it yet. It's it's streaming on Netflix though, so okay, it's maybe accessible. Maybe we'll have to maybe we'll have to check it out. Uh, five dollars a month to get um all the bonus content plus shout outs at the end of episodes, and you can request music for us to listen to on this very podcast. Um, and ten dollars you get all that plus special user status in Discord. And we'll create a wrestler in Fire Pro Wrestling for you. Uh, if you want us to have a Beatles exploding barbed wire deathmatch, give us $40 and we'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> Patreon.com slash post Game of Thrones. Thank you. Um, and next, this is this is like the, the medley side, which I didn't know was a thing. Like, I didn't know that was such like part of the lore of the album. Yeah, I guess I didn't either. I just sort of like, I saw that the song, I saw that Mean Mr. Mustard was only like 30 seconds. And I was like, oh, there's probably a full version elsewhere. Yeah. I'm just trying to find uh, the song on YouTube uh, and I only have a 30 yes, second So rip. the next like eight songs are all like at most two minutes long. So. Which is kind of, I, I, I like it. Mm-hmm. It's fun, yeah. and especially I, Sun King skip like because that's just here comes the Sun King. Great, awesome. Yeah. Oh, hey, he, uh, hey, hey, fellow Beatles. I wrote a song. It's called "Here Comes the Sun." Oh well, my song is called "Here Comes the Sun King." Guys, guys, it's me, out. Ringo. They've just invented the reprise in music. Yeah. This, I, this is this. We're gonna have another song called "The King's Octopus Garden." Yeah, and meanwhile, Paul McCartney from the other room. How many languages do we know? <laughs> How many three words do we know in various languages? Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's, it's 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 someone going, here comes the Sun King, ah. And then they just say like a bunch of nonsense words. They they say uh, Mayamo Tibo in La Aranya Discoteca. I wish like they said that. A minute and a half, so. Um, Sun King skip. Boo, well, the thing game. about Sun King, though, is, you know, Lennon downplayed his involvement in the idea, saying, they are only finished bits of things I wrote in India. Okay, so. I wanted to, I didn't know if you picked up on that. John Lennon talks a lot about his trip to India on the annotations if, to these. Uh, maybe if maybe if they fought a little bit more, then we wouldn't have so many issues with this album, but. Uh, yeah, and there's, there's a bunch of genius out. shit where it's like, it's a reference to the fucking Egyptian god card. Like, it's a Sarah. But like, I, there's a, there's a, there's another genius comment on the bottom that's like, doesn't this song make you feel like you're watching a sunset? And it's like, that jives more with what I feel like the song was about. Yeah, then then fucking Amon Ra. And regarding the ending where they they start singing in like Spanish and Portuguese and a third and Italian, mm-hmm. um, they're like somebody. One of the Beatles said, when we came to sing it to make them different, we started joking, saying "Quando para mucho." Jokes used to be so fucking bad, dude. Yeah, these yeah whatever we were saying and um and come together and actual words from other languages these are the exact same to me. I know that we like, like both- we're like uh you know feed it to the cows and that's not really grounded in anything, but mm. it's like there. It seems like the fucking Beatles culture was so bad, dude. Yeah, I'm so glad I live in the great year of 2022. Yeah, where everything's much better now. Yeah, there were only three albums out that came out every year, and one of them was just them being like, Donde esta la biblioteca? Isn't that fucking hysterical, bro? Next, we have Mean Mr. Mustard. This one's good. Mean Mr. Mustard sleeps in the park. It's good. And I um, do I do think it's uh, 
very John Lennon to because like he this the, he wrote this in India. Verse one tells us that uh, the annotations. Yep. I love John Lennon, one of treated as one of the greatest songwriters in human history and like just artistic minds. He went to India and learned all about Eastern philosophy and religion and he started taking psychedelics. And the song he came up with was like, there's a homeless guy who's gross. Yeah. (laughs) Awesome, dude. John, 1980. I'd read somewhere in the newspaper about this mean guy who hid five pound notes, not up his nose, but somewhere else. No, it had nothing to do with cocaine. Thought, like, okay. I thought you were gonna, I thought you were starting a scene from something else from John Lennon in 1980. <laughs> no. I heard there was a guy who was going to walk up to me shortly. <laughs> Give me a surprise. My, this song has nothing to do with cocaine t-shirt. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, this is about um, a guy who puts cash in his ass, I guess. He puts cash in his, in his ass and he's, he's homeless. Isn't that funny? Um, anyway. It's sad when I don't have money, but it's so funny yeah, when Mean Mr. Mustard so, does. It's so funny when Mean Mr. Mustard is is homeless. Yeah, but I'm but so like, mad because Michael Jackson bought my music or something. <laughs> me, me seeing Mean Mr. Mustard. Ha ha ha. Yes, me when I, the the <laughs> record label gives me the funny papers. This fucking sucks. What the fuck? <laughs> you gave me Monopoly money with the Queen's face on it. I know this isn't real. Yeah. <laughs> uh. So next we have Polythene Pam. Is that how you say it? Yeah, and did you notice that Mean Mr. Mustard's sister's name is Pam? Wow. This is like, this is how it feels to like watch Game of Thrones. (laughs) Yeah. Where you Did you notice that's a character from before? And it's, yeah. And? I feel like in Game of Thrones, it it would be like, they would show up and it would be like, uh, hello, I'm a mage Mormon. And then everyone who, who like only watches the show will be like, this is a very important character. They did a great job introducing her. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Liana Mormont. Like, I'm very small, but angry. Yeah. Um, so it only took us um, about 12 tracks in until we get probably transphobic. But, yeah, you know, I don't know. I, I, I feel like I, I can't take it in the like, oh, it's it's groovy, baby. Yeah. Because it was in 1969. Yeah, I kind of have I kind of have my doubts. Mm-hmm, yeah. Um, but anyway, at least this one's like fast. Like, yeah, it's, it's, it's they a let, tight they let thirty seconds. They let Ringo play on this one. Yeah. So. Did you notice um, at the end they say "Yeah, yeah, yeah," which is a reference to the Beatles' earlier days? Oh, when they said words such as "Yeah" and like "She and Her," a familiar yeah. chant from the Beatles' younger days. Here, ironically appropriated for this song. Great. Ah, uh, of course, fantastic. And also, Polythene Pam is related to Mean Mr. Mustard. Yes. Yeah, they're they're friends. Um, Fucking, I, I'm so sad that we had to listen to this album because I know that if we continued not talking about the Beatles, you would have come up with a fake Beatles song called Me and Mr. Mustard at some point. I, I probably would have, yeah. Like, it, it, I, a million hours, a million typewriters, you would have come up with Me and Mr. Mustard. Yeah, but, it, it, you know, something along the line, maybe it was more like um, Stern, Stinky Steven. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, that. yeah, yeah. But basically. The same, the same, the same idea. Yeah. It's I Hate the uh, Homeless by John Lennon. By by John Lennon and not Paul McCartney. Uh, next we have She Came In Through the Bathroom Window. She came in um, through the bathroom window. So this song is good, but it had the, the, the title that I most did comedy gold at. So, so this uh, is probably a... because it's like my nightmare of me being in the bathroom and someone just fucking breaking into my house. Oh, yeah. Through that venue. Mm-hmm. 
I I do think it's cool that it's it's like how you know like John F Kennedy was probably was probably thinking for most of his life like oh assassinations are probably pretty much over. Like yeah. that was pretty much a bad thing that happened to two presidents, but that was probably it. Like yeah, we're I done with that by now. I love the most famous people in the world writing a song that's like, yeah, it was cool that like a fangirl came to see us once and we liked it a lot. And she stuck into our house. <laughs> like yeah, it was mutuals epic. do this. It was freak yeah. Yeah. It was freaking sweet, Lois. Yeah. I'm John Lennon. If if you if you come up to me on the street, you can do whatever you want. Yeah. I love it. I'm John I'm John Lennon. I'm John Lennon. Great. Bulletproof vests great. haven't been invented yet. Great local. <laughs> oh, I see, I see uh I see uh Paul Rudd's gotten into the fucking psychedelic jawbreakers over there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Chubby bunny. He's slowly melting. He's turning into ooze. Well, it's hot over here in India. Um, Sunday's on the phone to Monday. Tuesday's on the phone to me. Owned. Get wrecked. <laughs> yeah. If, she, if she's your day of the week, why is she talking to me? Why is she calling me on Tuesday, huh? Yeah. Yeah, she's your day of the week, but uh, yeah, you're fucking, you're fucking the days of the week. <laughs> it, it must okay. be Monday, the way you're monkeying around lately. <laughs> yeah. It must be Tuesday because I got no problems with it. So. <laughs> That's right. Anyway. Anyways. Um, next we have "Golden Slumbers," which is a song where you have to water me. This is so. this this tricks you because um you know it's 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 such a sleepy song. It's about going night night, but it but yeah, it's a Paul song because Paul does have pipes on it a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. You can tell it's about how it's good to fall asleep, and he's like, "I will sing a lullaby, lullaby." when that shit kicks in, yeah it's I, it's I all can't. building to the next song but this is just this is just like this is just the ooh, it's just trying to get you to yeah. that because you know it's yeah, coming the, yeah golden slumbers is a and then yeah and then carry that weight is the yeah absolutely this is yeah this is maybe the original in uh in pop music I, I feel like I, maybe it was in the back of, of my mind, but the two, one, Carry That Weight, uh, Beatles, we know that, but also Cowboy Bebop, it says that at the end. Of yeah, the that's episode. a famous reference to Cowboy Bebop. So, which it was, was cool. very nice of, nice of the Beatles to, you know, give that show the respect it deserves. Yeah, I, I hope that they uh, enjoyed the, the revival. The that new version, happened. the live action version that everyone liked, mm-hmm. so. Where John Cho is um, like, I'm Spike Spiegel, aren't I? Yeah, so, 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 one, I'm Spike Spiegel, mate. Um, it, one, it does whip ass and it's a thing from Cowboy Bebop. And then they play the, the, you never give me your money melody. Yeah, dude. I was, I was standing and clapping because I recognized something that I knew. Yeah. I recognized a song that I don't really like, but I was still like, yeah, nice. (laughs) And apparently, um, like the second boy you're going to carry that weight is like a a four beetle harmony. Like it's Mm -hmm. all four of them singing, which is a rare thing. And it's mm. like I think I might sing along with him when I listen to this song. I think I, think I might well, join the Beatles. That's the thing. That's the they had to stop touring because if people sang along again, like we previously established, then you would be an honorary Beatle. That's right. Um, yeah. So they really had to cut down on that shit to make sure you know things were kept in house. Yeah. So to speak, that would have been really dangerous, especially after 1980, because they would have been really looking for replacements. Mm. And it would have yeah. been yeah, yeah, very tough. There would have been billions, uh, billions of people being like, "I'm the th- I'm the fourth Beatle now." billions of beatles they would have had uh, to let mark david chapman join the beatles 
Yeah, he was a fan. It, it's, yeah, the 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 title of John Lennon is more of a Dread Pirate Robert situation where if you kill him, yeah. you become, <laughs> Paul, take that. Paul role. McCartney was like, "Oh, I hate this songwriting duo with John Lennon. This will never get any worse." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> this summer. Oh, uh, it's it's um, me, radio executive. Here's some funny paper. Also, this is your new songwriting partner, Mark David yeah. Chapman. Hello. Yeah, yeah. welcome to your first day of Beatles. Uh, this is going to be awkward. Oh no, George Harrison died. Oh, here comes John Hinckley to join the yeah, Beatles. Yes. <laughs> just, yeah, the Beatles slowly over time. It's, it's like boiling a frog where the Beatles just become only a group of presidential assassins. <laughs> like, yeah, the, the Beatles of Theseus with only guys who have shot the president. Yeah, I bet Lee Harvey had pipe, though. Yeah, he... <laughs> Uh, we have the end now, which is oh yeah, all right, and then they let um they let Ringo go. they they let him have his first drum solo. <laughs> yeah, it was very nice of them to do that on the final song of their last album for like they a tight Ringo twenty seconds. Like, they let him go for like fifteen seconds of him just kind of yeah, slamming on the toms, just doing yeah a little clips grinding, and then it's like all right, that's <laughs> great. <laughs> yeah, this contains the only drum solo Ringo ever performed as a Beatle. He hated solos and had to be persuaded to do it. Um, Meanwhile, he's yeah, still like, come see me on my like 40th annual solo tour. Yeah, exactly the thing I would say when I like just learned it. I'm like, actually, you know, the rhythm guitar is really important because you oh, yeah. song together. I don't want to be out. I don't want to be a glory hog. You know, I'm not stealing valor. I'll just stay <laughs> here and play my chords. I was imagining being a Beatle maniac uh brother mm-hmm. in uh 1969 when i when i purchased this album and i listened to it on my on my vinyl record player i would have felt so fucking betrayed and down if like i saw this huge 17 song track list yeah and i was already like they started saying like fucking this this is the end it's the love you take mm-hmm. i would have been so like what the f- like why the fuck was this final album yeah fucking robbed yeah i can't i can't even go on fuck yeah the beatles.tumblr.com yet because it's 1969 like this is all the beatles mm-hmm. shit i'm getting for the rest of my life they're going away i'm never gonna get to hear about them ever again mm-hmm. but uh at least at least that fan did get a ringo drum solo and in the end the love you take is equal to the love you make who said it beatles or the hallmark card did That's you know that um john lennon wanted all of his songs to be on one side of the album and paul on the other they should have done that, so you could just you could just listen skip. in that order. You could just know to stop at track nine mm-hmm. or whatever, and then and then be done with yeah. it. Yeah, that's what. Uh, did you know that John Lennon wrote uh, side B to Kanye West's graduation? Oh, I mean, it it makes sense. Yeah, like I understand why. Yeah, <laughs> Paul, Paul McCartney wrote, wrote "I Wonder" and "Champion." Yeah, can't tell me nothing. Yeah, Paul Paul wrote the first six songs, and John Lennon wrote the other thirty-one. Yeah. We do too much shit for these drunken hot girls, don't we? Um, but but hey, we're not done yet. We get uh, Her Majesty, and this is a song about fucking the Queen. That's true, alive. yeah. And, and honestly, so. Paul McCartney still could shoot a shot. Yeah, I mean, what? I mean, what? You're not gonna have like she's basically dead yesterday, you know. So like, what do you have to lose at this point? Yeah, she like, died before Betty White. Like that's confirmed. Exactly. You might as well, you know, go for it at this point. Can I? Um, um can I? Uh, I know we we've moved on to Your Majesty, but can I just share with you one last deep John Lennon quote regarding the end? No, please do. So, uh, that's Paul again at the end of the album. He had a line in it, and in the end, the love you get, the love you get is equal to the love you give, which is mm-hmm. not the line, but he did his best. <laughs> yeah. Which is a very cosmic philosophical line, which again proves mm-hmm. that if he wants to, he can think. 
Like it's always he always has to have some fucking dig at Paul McCartney. It's so in there. like how annoying. Can you, like you're most imagine if there wasn't a war. Damn, dude. That's, yeah. That's, Damn, fucking imagine a scenario where everyone is in a big paper bag. Like, <laughs> whoa, that's so f- fucking philosophical, dude. Yeah, imagine if we all looked like Ditto the Pokemon, then there wouldn't be hatred in the world. There wouldn't We'd be all hatred. be little yeah. pink guys. It'd be sick. Yeah, exactly. Well, I would be shiny. That's, I'm so but... glad John Lennon never got to experience Pokemon. He doesn't deserve I'm it. I'm so fucking... Yeah, but the only difference in the world is to be like, yeah, you know, you know, Paul wrote a pretty good song, but he did pick Bulbasaur as a starter. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess he does okay. realize that you know in the first two gyms it it does put you at an advantage. Yeah, we we were we were playing with our link cables, and that's when uh, I had to tell Paul that in Generation One there's no physical and special split. <laughs> so I I hope he was walking down that that British street and he saw the first billboard for Pikachu, and he's like, "That's a delightful mouse. I'd like to learn more." And then he gets so like, I, and then Mark I, David Chapman I, takes him out. I can't wait to become friends with that thunder rodent. Blam. Yeah, go to Goodbye. Lavender Town. Bye-bye. Yeah, yeah, if you play Lavender Town backwards, it says John <laughs> Lennon is dead. So now we know why. Anyway, that's Abbey Road by the way. Road. I enjoyed uh, the album. I thought it was good. I I did enjoy my time with it. The thing um, is, I was taking my notes, and usually I finish taking my notes and I put the album down for a while. But like, mm-hmm. as soon as like Spotify started repeating, Come Together came right back on, and I was like, you know what? Don't mind if I do. I think I might yeah, listen to Come even Together. I would do my listens, and then I'd go back again and be like, I can do I can do Come Together. I'm doing an Octopus's Garden, no doubt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Know. Happy Weed Minute, by the way. Uh, happy Weed Minute. Um, yeah, so I did, I did dip in every now and then. And it, it's like, you know, it takes me like 15 minutes to get to work. I'm like, I can play, you know. I can either play three or four, like, songs or the entirety of Side You can listen to 38 Her Majesties. Exactly. If I really wanted to, which I do every day. Yeah. Doing I'm fucking the queen alongside Paul McCartney. I do, I do, so. I do ten Hail Marys and thirty eight Her Majesties. Yeah. Um. Again, what do we do first? Slap City or question? Slap City. Slap City. Okay. Uh, you went first. Correct. Last time, so I'm going first. And I was, I was thinking, am I gonna um go with the traditional thing and, and pick a song by our friends the Beatles? <laughs> no. Or I am. Oh, I'll wow. do it. Um, I was being like, which Dewey Cox song? I, I also considered putting Beautiful Ride on. Be- Beautiful Ride and uh, Guilty as Charged was pretty good, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to put Help by the Beatles. Yeah. Oh, that's I, I would not expect you to to be into one of the those early bip-bop friend time type songs. Like, I usually don't like the, the like, um, you know, you're, you're my cam- you're my camp town gal or whatever. <laughs> but I just like that it starts with Help! Yeah, I need somebody. Like, there's at least some energy in there. That'd be that, so you know, funny if John Lennon said that after getting shot. <laughs> yeah, hey. great reference, John. <laughs> yeah, great record. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> great record. All right, what do you got for me? Um, we both agreed that um, our our friend Ringo had some great solo uh, work on here. Oh, right, you're picking Bitbop Friend Time? I'm picking Bitbop Friend Time by Ringo Starr and his whole star band. I thought that that was, like, a joke, you know, you made up, like, a pissy, pissy... No, that's not... A, that's uh, Mimikyu's special Z-move. Yeah. But, um, um, no, I actually... My eighth grade technology teacher uh, always mm-hmm. did this thing, and it was that was, like, the bullshit class where it's like, we're gonna make a Pinewood Derby car. Like, that kind of shit. Mm-hmm. When he was like, every time we would get in trouble, he would play this Ringo Starr song that was about responsibility. 
Okay. <laughs> and it kind of slaps, and I kind uh-huh. of enjoy it. So I'm going to nominate It Don't Come Easy by Ringo Starr. All right. And just imagine you're so, an eighth grader and you're you're a real piece of shit, and then you hear Ringo Starr being like, "I only want your trust, and you know it don't come easy." And your and your teacher is trying to get you to realize that the importance of trust in the classroom. And you say, "Damn, it worked." I'm not going to make fun of this. Damn, you're right. I enjoyed Ringo Starr now. I said, "Well, I would have much preferred Bitbop Friend Time," but um, okay. The thing is, he's like, still putting out music, so there's still a chance that we could get it. I know. And when, and when he will, that's, yeah, that's the same thing where I actually invented Mean Mr. Mustard, you willed Bitbop friend time. You know what's scary? Now we live in this world where, like, Tupac and, like, Tentacion are, like, still releasing music. It's like, they could, mm-hmm. John Lennon could still release Bitbop friend time. What I really want is, like, Paul and Ringo to have, a, like, huge, you know, public feud over Bitbop friend time. Yeah. About who really wrote it. <laughs> I agree. Where Ringo's like, I, I wrote that song in uh, 1964, and Paul is like, yes, he wrote it in 1964. Stop asking me about it. <laughs> um, anyway, questions at you love to hear it on Twitter. Uh, from a small angular dry McMuffin, friend of the show, Antigone Progany. <laughs> so What's the best creature at the aquarium? That's a good question. I, I mean, I like I, I the ones that I can touch. Yeah, you're, you, know? you like going to the no-bone zone. Exactly, and just kind of feeling some some little little like various types of shells. And My so thing is, I like the I like the areas where you can see underwater, but you can still see above water. Like if you can see like an yeah. otter that's like on on land, oh, but also yeah, yeah, sw- yeah. or like a penguin in that zone. I like I like when they take the penguins out for walks. Th- that's fun. That's always fun. Yeah, um, it's cool when um, when you go to like the penguin special encounter and you get to pet them gently with two fingers, and then they're like, you can't stand oh, behind God. them because they like shoot shit pellets out really far. When you're 12 and God, you hear that, it's that the funniest me. thing you ever hear. You ever hear, and you mm-hmm. never forget mm-hmm. it. I I appreciate the 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 you know the big the sharks and so on, but um, I like whenever there's a section where there's like a lot of fish, like a big school of them. Like, oh yeah, in circles. I like, I remember we cool. saw some pretty good turtles at the Florida Aquarium. We did. There were some some good uh, tortugas out there. So very happy to see that. Um. From when the just is infinite, friend of the show Janos Kapovara on Twitter. How many of these songs are about the lads cranking it together? <laughs> um, Let's let me look at the track list again. Well, we know at least one of them. Um, mean Mr. Mustard for it. sure. You mean, mean Mr. Yes. Yeah, so, um, Mean Mr. Mustard. Um, here comes the sun. Yeah. Because uh, yeah, that's sperm. Yeah, it's, it's kind of kind of uh, obvious in there. Funny paper. Um, that's probably like you know Kleenex. Yeah. Um. Well, no, she came in through the window, so... Right. We don't know what, what was happening in the room previously. Because <laughs> there was a sock on the door, and they were like, don't come in! Uh, oh, darling. Um, that's that's what they said at the moment, yeah. That's what at they the said moment, yeah. at, during, during the time. Octopus is squarting, that, that's right there. Oct- octopus is squirting. Because it's um, just eight guys. <laughs> it's, yeah. A to- they, the four beetles have a total of eight hands. Damn! So. Whoa! I mean, think about it. Damn, we really cracked it. Um, and the only one that isn't like about any type of um, you know, like sexual content is Golden Slumbers. <laughs> That's about post nut clarity. Yeah. Um, let's see. From a mentally sick in the head character, friend of the show Roy on Twitter, <laughs> you may choose one beetle as your ally, while the other three hunt you for sport. Which do you choose? Uh, 
here's okay so let's okay. all right because i need to i need to formulate my kind of strategy so okay what i'm thinking of is i would be most scared of george harrison because, because i know what he looks like the least yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like if he's approaching me on the street in like a Mark David Chapman uh-huh. way, I'm not going to. But if like Ringo or John or Paul, I'm going to be like, oh, that's Ringo, John or Paul. Yeah. But George Harrison, he's basically like a faceless man to me. I feel like most like I feel like Paul is the most well-rounded, like all the other. He's Mario. Yeah, he's he's he's, he's he's married. Like he's the safest. Pick he's like an, he's an he, all right shot. He's an, he's got all right endurance. He's got all right instincts. Yeah. Yeah, so um, what what would the other Beatles attributes be? I feel like Ringo's is endurance. Like, he can just, you know, keep on cranking forever. Um, I know that John so. Lennon's ability is, like, fluffy, where it's, like, contact moves. He can totally tank, but, but like, any it, any it's projectile the, it's attack. The <laughs> it's the opposite of bulletproof. <laughs> yeah, where, where bullet and orb uh, moves do much more damage to you. Uh, he does that, like, double attack move, where it's like you draw the attack to yourself if it's a bullet yeah. attack. Yeah, he does follow me and then activates his ability. <laughs> Um, yeah, I think that's it. And I guess George George is probably the most dexterous of the bunch because he can like climb on things very easily. Right. Yeah. Um, that said, I think I think I, I have to go with Paul. Like I'm picking without knowing the metagame around the Beatles hunting me. Like I'm going to go with the, the safest pick. Yeah, I think if I'm being realistic, if I'm being realistic, I'm going to be killed by three of the Beatles. Yeah, because I'm so in any I apocalyptic well- murder scenario. I'm, I know I'm out soon. So it's mostly uh-huh. just like who I would want to sort of spend my final hours with. Yeah, yeah. Which yeah, honestly might be Ringo now that I think about it. Now that, I, but in that case, like if I'm gonna die in the next three hours from Beatles related you know, <laughs> trauma, yeah, then I'm probably picking Ringo. Um, yeah, because I also to, feel like if I hang out with Paul McCartney, even if we hang out for like three months in a bunker somewhere, he's still gonna be treating it like a meet and greet because he's still like the main Beatle that's alive right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. But I feel like Ringo could like he would open yeah, up and if, tell you the real shit. Yeah, with with Paul, you're going to kind of have a strained, like, survivalist lifestyle. But if you pick Ringo, you're kind of just living out the end of a mice of men, of mice and men, you know, until until George shows up from behind a tree. So, yeah, um, yeah, Ringo. Uh, finally, from Nevy Sticks, friend of the show, Nickel Wolf on Twitter. Which classic rock figure would you add to Walk Hard, the Dewey Cox story and who would play them? This is good. I mean, immediately, you know. We were talking about Clapton and Walk Hard. Yes. Who would Eric Clapton... Um, what's his name? Um, why can't I think of... Alfred from Batman. Michael Caine. Michael Caine. <laughs> he doesn't deserve Eric Michael Caine. I, I know, but, you know, they might... They might get along. You, know, you never know. Yeah. <laughs> have to be Michael Caine as Nigel Powers as yeah, Eric Clapton. Yeah, as Eric Clapton. Uh-huh. Um, but I feel like it, it would have to be more of that kind of like raunchy comedy, you know, those figures around the time that it came out. Yeah, you'd, you'd get probably like a Steve Buscemi. Yeah, you get a Steve Buscemi. Um, I'm trying to think who would. Um, It'd be cool if you got Eric Clapton to like play himself, but like. You they just sort no, of like threw Eric apples Clapton, at him the whole time. Eric Clapton is in the in the movie, but he's just like a name. He's character. uncredited. Like, he's uncredited. Yeah. Yeah, just like stagehand. Yeah, I'm. I'm trying to think. I'm. I'm imagining like Seth Rogen would fit in quite well, but yeah, Seth Rogen. Exactly so he was having a real moment in 2007. He had. Yeah, it was. A, it was a renaissance for that. That man. would have been so funny if the Beatles were in India and he was like, <laughs> "You guys got to try this. <laughs> you guys got to smoke. This, this is weed." Oh. The famous this famous is- catchphrase. 
It was that was just invented. Yeah, he he would be you know he would be like a Grateful Dead guy or something. You know, I don't know any of them, but I feel like if you showed the Beatles sausage party, they would like have an authentic psychedelic experience. They would be like, my mind's been completely blown. Like I couldn't believe the images I was seeing for three hours. It was was made by doctors, you know. (laughs) So anyway, um, well, no, it's it's your before we do the patrons, you got to tell me what your uh your choice is, right? Yeah, we can do it that way. I think that. Or do we do patrons? I never remember the order we do things in on the show. <laughs> we typically do I patrons. You... Okay, so we'll do patrons. I have it up and ready. Um, oh wait, hold on. I got a, I got a text from Kim. Uh, oh, she's she started cooking the uh, the fettuccine Alfredo. So let's wrap this shit up. Yeah, for Anyone sure. Who wants Alfredo? I'll send you some in the mail. Thank you too. Wait, let me just check that I'm all lined up and thank you too, Ziva. Now there's one name on, we're at the point where there's one name on page two, so. <laughs> Please, Your somebody cancel your pledge to make it easier for yeah, us. Yes, so, someone, yeah, someone stop giving us $5 to make me, make one less click of my mouse once every <laughs> it's week. so hard. That's, it's so hard. For Vain Brain, Valerie W, Tufster McGee, The Master DS, then you, Sylvie Bullet, Stephanie Ruff, Silvery Air, Sensual Kazoo, Sarah McClintock, Sarah Lucky Dice Kirby, Ryan West, Ryan Lester, Reliet, Raleigh, Paul Moran, Paul Blart, Fleshcart, Nero Wyvern, Morg Haunting the Morg, Milk Succubus, Maximilian Rower, Matt Berger, Magenta Rice, Magdalene Jenny, Lauren LeBlanc, Kay Darling, Giannis Capuvari, It Was a Penguin, Hecabee, Graham of Steel, Derek, Great Pig Sword, Bing Bong, Bing David Bong. Besser Rhymes with Lesser, Caroline Savage, Big Titty Goth Treadwife, Barrier Trio, Bean. This is the week that Cuppy Dog City falls. It's all come down to this. Yeah, I hate to say it, but it's true. It's where Janos. Do it. <laughs> no offense to to uh yeah me being like oh yes let's get mad at the at the first and second place finishers I'm doing like the fucking uh Tom and Jerry like sneak into the room in third place yeah like that's, that's I weird. mean listen it's gonna be hard for Cuppy to lose given that Cooper Cup will win with 800 touchdowns oh yeah they really yeah the Rams have something to play for so it's possible we'll see we'll see me getting mad that my favorite team wins the division. <laughs> Uh, Audrey Olson, Anna XB, Andres Gonzalez, Alex C, Sarah and Blair, Roy, Paul Bechtel, Patrick Gallagher, Neve Noah Williams, Matt Ribeiro. Matt Ribeiro, bing bong. Here comes the Matt doodle doodle. That's our new thing. Oh, that's nice. We have to say that every time. Every time we see that's him, that's so fun. Destry Hawk, Chris Goat, Big Flat Bunt, Antigone Progeny, Alex Shout. Thank you for your generous donations. Thank then Brooks. Thanks you for all the funny papers you sent him. Yeah, thank you for the funny papers. Um. So. What do you got for me? First things first, um, I for- we forgot on the final episode of Chance Ball. Um, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So, number one, I want to give us... We usually, on Chance Ball, we do, like, a funny sports tweet. Mm-hmm. So, I'd like to do um, a funny music tweet just this week. Oh, okay, kind of even things out a little yeah. bit. Yeah, so this yeah, is from nice. uh, Ringo Starr on January 16th, 2013. Mm-hmm. Ringo Starr says, Jimmy Fallon, stop tweeting me peace and love, Ringo. I feel like any of, like, the weirdos who sign their tweets with something, there's going to be gold in there. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, and especially Jimmy Fallon, you know he's up in the fucking DMs nonstop. Oh, yeah. He's like, do you want to come like, on hey, my shitty hey, new Ringo, game show? Come on my show and sing, a, a, sing, you know, a little help from my friends in the style of Usher. Bro, like, that's, no. uh, it sounds like you've watched his new game show, which I have, and it just premiered. I've and it been, sucks I've, I've so had, bad. I've had clips 
hoisted upon because it's so. it's just like it's so you because we know we're we're enlightened adults we understand that like the talk show circuit is like it's kayfabe like they have prepared stories and stuff of course yeah but like the fucking i watched like an episode where like blake shelton it was like okay sing your famous blake shelton song but in like a pop country style whoa that's awesome dude well, I think it'll go a little something like this. Uh, Gwen Stefani is my wife. <laughs> like, yeah, man. It's That's great. Damn, how'd you know my <laughs> album that I was going to pick? <laughs> Gwen Stefani is my wife. <laughs> Shelton. Remember Episode when, 100 of Fun Friends. Remember when he was People Magazine or whatever, Sexiest Man Alive? That, that like, you know, there was that one tweet from like a week ago or whatever that like john madden dying is good because he caused so many children to get cte like blake <laughs> shelton so good. it like blake shelton sexiest man is the all like top five all-time bait like oh yeah to get people mad like all time yeah that is it's that is ground zero for the like oh they're only posting this so that people will click on it and dunk on it yeah yeah yeah, yeah definitely like pioneers of the yeah. art um no so offense to blake, blake shelton, shelton you're album, very I'm handsome we're, we're, we're just having a laugh yeah okay uh, what do you got for me? I just feel like it's only fair since I did Eminem last time uh-huh. that I pick somebody who has been sort of targeted by Eminem, you know, Ooh, like okay. a um, somebody who's sort of been an Eminem sites. OK, so I'm picking somebody who's this is this month is actually the 10th anniversary of her second studio album. Is it Christina Aguilera? no. Oh, okay. Is it Beyonce? <laughs> no. Uh, you could just name any woman in pop music. Yeah, like exactly. This. Is is it Mariah Carey? No, but that that was that was a good. I, that's who I was thinking you would think it was. Okay, think then. it's a it's a more contemporary figure. Not that not that Beyonce is not contemporary. Hmm. Ten tenth anniversary though. But yeah, she. This was a really big album on Tumblr at the time. By an American singer songwriter. America, okay, because I was gonna say Adele. Like I don't know if it's a, if she's in that milieu. Adele. Um, I don't know. We're going to do "Born to Die" by Lana Del Rey. Okay, so I guess I'll finally you're gonna find learn out what Lana, what Lana Del, Rey's? Del Rey sounds like. That's like Eminem. Fucking come on. Like <laughs> he did like this really shitty freestyle that like used her name and like it was some kind of like shitty like domestic violence joke. And then later it's he would, later for, he was like, oh, I just used your name because it rhymed with my punchline <laughs> for one dollar. Name a woman. And Eminem like, I got you, boss. Don't worry. Yeah, no problem. Mm. All right. So I guess I'll find out what what Lana Del Rey songs are. Yeah, it's um, got summertime sadness like on it. I like. I know. I've definitely heard like four of them. Yeah, he she's definitely know. one where it's like, oh, I heard this like in Spencer's I, gifts I, when I was. Yeah, I heard this in like in like a perfume commercial. Yeah, or like in an Acura commercial or something. Yeah, it's a song about like it. being a 1950s housewife who's also like sexual and plays video games. <laughs> okay, all right. So it's like, what if on Mad Men they had gamers? Yeah, it's sort of like a gamer Mad Men. There's a song called Diet Mountain Dew. Okay, that that probably whips ass um, it's honestly one of the better I, I, th- there is a and there i know there is a song called video games yeah so yeah i find um, it i find right. it both both enjoyable and i'm interested in hearing your thoughts on it okay well i guess i'll check it out yes so, so uh, i heard you came to us with an album prepared for today uh why don't you why don't you tell us we guys we, we're shifting into talk show mode in, in phase three that's after episode 100 yeah <laughs> um 
And I'm just gonna be like, so any any new any new things coming out? You wanna you wanna talk about any new movies? Any? Yeah, and uh, we have a clip of it right here, and it's you dunking the basketball and saying like, follow your dreams or whatever. <laughs> yeah, man, three, phase none. three is gonna be really. I got some real stupid ideas. I'm excited about it. Okay. <laughs> is is each have we are we deciding on that each phase is 50 episodes or i mean it feels right to me but what are you thinking yeah no i'm 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 all for it but now i'm worried about what's my gimmick gonna be for phase three right see my thing is like i'm picking this because it's like it's like one of the last like albums that like i spent time being like oh this is quite good <laughs> and like that's my main mm, thoughts okay. on it okay and then so it's because like, I have a lot more of, of like, you know, the Dewey Cox soundtrack, things of that nature. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's phase three. I All want right, well, my phase three is I want to expand the idea of what this podcast can consider an album. OK, yeah, we're really going to kind of, uh, you know, it, it's good. Phase three is our a feast for crows of fun point. Yeah. So, yeah. Phase, phase well, one music that we like grew up on that we like. Phase mm-hmm. two, we get a little bit silly. Phase three. Uh, we our our eyes get very large as a cat's would. Yeah, phase three, the clown makeup is fully applied, and we're just adjusting the nose. <laughs> and we're finally getting into like the premise of the podcast that we originally like. Yeah, we're like, yeah, we're, we're finally... gonna make people listen. We're gonna make each other listen to challenging music. Yeah, yeah it only took a hundred. I was like, sorry, you got to finally... listen to Montero. <laughs> yeah, it's only a hundred episodes, but we're finally doing what we set out to do in episode zero. So, uh, well, thank you to Paul. Thank you, Ringo. Thank you to Mark David Chapman. <laughs> thank you to Mark David Chapman. Thank you to um, thank you to the Queen of England who is alive. Yeah, thank. You. I thank can't you wait. To... I can't wait to celebrate the Queen and Betty White's one hundredth birthday on January seventeenth, Jim Carrey's birthday. Yeah. Now to, to speaking of Jim. Yeah, I wanted he's to. He's on the new weekend album. It's quite good. Yeah, he does like so... a Welcome to Night Vale on it. I, I recommend checking out Dawn FM by the weekend to listen to Jim Carrey talk in like a, a radio, like late night radio. I love voice. this like late career Jim Carrey where everybody's really it's, coming out of the woodwork to being like, I've loved this man my whole life. Like he's it's good. It kicks he ass. It. He whips ass. Thank you, Jim Carrey. He's good. Thank, Thank you, you, Jim. Weekend. Uh, stream well, kidding. Right funny right. on Showtime. Thank you. Stream kidding. Good show. It's coming back. <laughs> You're so right. Semper. Give me some reggae. Bye. Bye.